Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today is Friday, September 11th. We'll tell you how the U.S. is marking 19 years since the 9-11 terror attacks. And there are new developments in the wildfires out west. 10% of one state's population has now been forced to flee their homes. Plus, Microsoft's warning about the election, a first for major Wall Street banks. And Facebook returns to its roots in its latest launch. Welcome, welcome to the Newsworthy. All the day's news in less than 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. Thanks so much for being here. You ready? Let's do this. Today, the world will pay tribute to those who died and grieve alongside survivors and family members 19 years after the 9-11 terror attack. On September 11, 2001, nearly 3,000 Americans were killed on U.S. soil when four hijacked planes crashed, two of them into New York City's Twin Towers, one into the Pentagon, and the fourth crashed in a field near Shanksville, Pennsylvania. It's still the single deadliest terror attack in human history and is the single deadliest day for firefighters and law enforcement officers in the U.S. So today, we remember. But like most things this year, the commemoration events will not be ordinary. Two ceremonies will happen in New York City, one at the September 11th Memorial Plaza, the other at the corner of the World Trade Center. We'll see family members of victims reading aloud the names of everyone who died. But that won't be part of an in-person ceremony like it normally is. It was pre-recorded. Bells will ring out, signifying the moments the planes hit the Twin Towers. But overall, the public is urged to stay home for the sake of social distancing. That said, the nation's leaders will be there. Vice President Pence will attend both New York ceremonies. Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden will be at one. And both Biden and President Trump plan to visit the Flight 93 National Memorial in Pennsylvania. Trump will speak at a morning ceremony. Biden will pay his respects in the afternoon. A fire burning in Northern California is now officially the largest wildfire in state history. As of early this morning, it's burned more than 1,100 square miles in the Mendocino National Forest. That's about 115 miles northwest of Sacramento. And it's only one of dozens of fires still burning in the state. Cal Fire says at least 14,000 firefighters are battling nearly 30 major wildfires in California alone. The fires still burning are so far responsible for at least 12 deaths. They've also destroyed nearly 4,000 buildings. And it's not just California affected. There are at least 37 active fires right now in Oregon, and three people have died there. Across Oregon, about half a million people have now evacuated their homes. That's more than 10% of the state's population. Even more large fires have been burning out of control in Washington, Wyoming, Montana, and several other states. The White House says it sent more than 26,000 federal personnel out west to help, along with equipment like helicopters. Thankfully, the weather is supposed to start helping. Today, the winds should finally shift offshore, the humidity is expected to rise, and the temperatures will go down. And that means the fire risk is also going down, and firefighters at least have a better chance of getting these fires under control. It was exactly six months ago today that the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus crisis a global pandemic. Now, COVID-19 is responsible for more than 908,000 deaths around the world. Nearly 192,000 of those are here in the U.S. But there has also been some progress made. For example, the White House says hospitals have now been able to stockpile critical supplies like N95 respirators. And vaccine research is still well underway, with both Pfizer and Moderna on the final phase of testing for their shots. Meanwhile, it's looking like Congress will not be passing another coronavirus relief bill before the November election, at least. 
The latest on this? Almost all Senate Republicans voted for a so-called skinny relief bill, but Democrats blocked it from passing yesterday. The scaled-down $500 billion bill would have gone toward things like extra unemployment benefits, funding for schools, and liability protections for businesses. Republican leaders say the vote was about sending American families at least some relief. But Democrats pushed back, calling the lower amount inadequate to really help and more of a political stunt than an actual compromise. Either way, it seems another relief bill is not likely anytime soon. Microsoft says it's seeing a lot more cyber attacks ahead of the November presidential election. The company blames hackers from Russia, China and Iran for trying to infiltrate campaigns of both President Trump and Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden. First, it says the same Russian hackers that targeted the Clinton campaign in 2016 recently targeted a campaign advisory firm Biden has been using. But this time, it does not look like the hackers were actually able to access any Team Biden emails. As for the Chinese hackers, they apparently did have some luck, though it's not clear exactly what they got a hold of. Microsoft says it uncovered thousands of Chinese hacking attempts focused on private emails from Biden's campaign staff, as well as one high-level person in Trump's campaign. And apparently their attempts worked nearly 150 times. And then there's Iran, where hackers apparently tried to log into accounts of Trump administration officials and Trump's re-election staff. But their attempts were all unsuccessful. So what now? Well, Microsoft wants Congress to take action. One executive said lawmakers should set aside federal funding to help campaigns ward off cyber attacks. So far, The Hill reports $800 million has gone to election security since 2018. As for the Biden and Trump campaigns, well, they both say they've known other countries would try to hack them, so they say they're ready. For the first time ever, a woman will lead a major Wall Street bank. Citigroup, or Citi, has picked Jane Frazier to take over as CEO in February. She's been with the company for 16 years and will step in to replace the company's current chief executive, who is retiring. The move is a milestone. Wall Street's six major banks have never had a woman at the helm. And in general, female CEOs are not common at major publicly traded companies. For example, only 37 Fortune 500 companies are run by women. That's less than 8%. Still, it's higher than 20 years ago when only two Fortune 500 companies were run by women. All right, we have more news for you in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Blinkist. Our routines have been changing, and you might have found that this is a great time to learn some new things. So if you don't have time for a big project, I recommend the app Blinkist. Blinkist gives you the best takeaways, just the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction bestsellers in dozens of different categories. And it's convenient. It works across your phone, tablet, and web browser. 14 million people, including me, already use Blinkist to deepen their knowledge in topics spanning self-improvement to leadership to economics and more. For example, learn more about certain news topics with blinks like Crashed, How a Decade of Financial Crises Changed the World, or Embrace Personal Growth with The Algebra of Happiness. Just go to Blinkist.com news to start your free seven-day trial and to get 25% off a Blinkist premium membership and up to 65% off audiobooks that are yours to keep forever. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com news to get 25% off a premium membership and a seven-day free trial. Now, back to the news. NASA is looking for private companies to mine the moon. It wants them to go up there and collect a small amount of dirt and rocks, and then NASA will buy the samples. The companies just have to take photos of them and detail specifically where they are so NASA can get them later. NASA wants the samples by 2024, since it's planning to launch people to the moon that year. And before it does, NASA wants to analyze those samples and learn how to possibly harvest resources like water from the moon. 
Facebook is returning to its roots and creating a social network just for college students. It's called Facebook Campus. It lets students connect with classmates, find upcoming events, and get updates from their school's administration without the distractions of regular Facebook. TechCrunch reports this could be Facebook's attempt to attract a younger demographic again. In recent years, teens and college students have shifted away from Facebook, opting for other social apps like Snapchat and TikTok instead. Facebook Campus will live within the regular Facebook app. Students can find the tab for it at the bottom of their screen or by tapping the More button. As of now, it's only available at about 30 colleges, but it is expected to expand. And just like Facebook used to require when it first launched in 2004, students will need to use their .edu college email address to sign up for Facebook Campus. Major League Baseball is mapping out a plan for the postseason. It's currently working on a deal for where the World Series will be played as well as the League Championship Series. As of now, it's zeroed in on the new Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas for the National League Championship and the World Series, and it thinks San Diego's Petco Park is a good fit for the American League Championship. USA Today reports these series might also be played in a so-called bubble, which essentially means players can't travel or leave the complex where they're staying to prevent a COVID-19 outbreak. At this point, there's still no finalized plan, but the clock is ticking. The World Series is scheduled for late October. The popular gaming app Fortnite is working to make music and concerts a much bigger part of its platform. In fact, the company says it wants its new virtual venue to become a tour stop for artists. A three-week live concert series kicks off this weekend, starting with a performance by singer and rapper Dominic Fike. The concert will be live within the game, starting at 5 p.m. Eastern and it's expected to have a huge audience. Earlier this year, Travis Scott's Fortnite concert had 30 million people watch that one event. More than 12 million people watched it live. That's it for the news today, but now it's time for Feel Good Friday, where we bring you one extra feel-good or positive news story before the weekend. But first, I want to tell you about another podcast you should be checking out, especially if you're feeling busy or overwhelmed. It's called The Lazy Genius Podcast. It helps you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. And the host, Kendra Adachi, does not expect you to try to follow every life hack and do all the things. Instead, she's about figuring out what matters to you and then offering helpful systems and tools to do just those things and do them well. And I'm currently reading her new book, The Lazy Genius Way, which is now a New York Times bestseller. So check it out. Search for The Lazy Genius Podcast in your app or get the book, The Lazy Genius Way. So today's Feel Good Friday is about the world's largest urban rooftop greenhouse. It's in Montreal in Canada, and it's nearly 164,000 square feet. That's roughly the size of three football fields. Lufa Farms built it on top of an old warehouse, and construction finished just a couple of weeks ago. But the company says it's already churning out a lot of food, including about 25,000 pounds of tomatoes and eggplants each week. And the greenhouse is also super eco-friendly. It captures rainwater, which is then used for irrigation, and bees have been introduced for pollination, as well as ladybugs for pest control. Thank you so much for listening today. We'll be back with our special edition Saturday episode tomorrow and another news roundup on Monday. Until then, have a great day. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.